Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening is presented by your North Texas Ace Hardware dealers. And that's not just one hour, but both hours. So stop in and tell them thanks. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. And now, here's Neil. All right, Snoopy, thank you very much. Our second hour, I'm going to go back to Valerie's question from the beginning of the first hour on uh, staghorn ferns with scale. I, I did a little bit of quick research for her. Um, there is a lot of information if you will enter uh, staghorn fern scale uh, insect control. Uh, as uh, we both uh, mentioned, it's a very common uh, insect visitor. It is the most common pest. It's a brown, um, hard-bodied scale insect. Uh, and the answer from New York Botanic Garden says scale insects are the most common pest on uh, staghorn fern. Their preferred treatment is uh, denatured alcohol applied with a fine brush or cotton swab directly to the insects on the undersides of the fronds. I've had them on the tops, so wherever they are, you put them there. The brown shells of the scale insects protect them from most sprays, but the alcohol should cause the insects to release their grip so that you can wipe them away with a damp cloth. You need to find every insect, remove it, and then reinspect the plant every 10 days and remove any remaining insects. It's tedious and time-consuming, but natural remedies work through determination. Ultimately, it's the best way for you and your plant. If the plant is too badly infested and the leaves are turning yellow, eradication may be impossible. If you had a leaf that was really badly infested, you could always cut that leaf off and just discard it, uh, I guess I would say. But uh, anyway, that's uh, their answer. My my friend uh, Walter Reeves, who is retired from the Extension Service with the University of Georgia, post on it, uh, or had been left behind when he retired. And he said just when you're watching TV some night and you're really bored, knife and flick them off. And that's exactly right with scale insects. You can just flick the things off there. And just pop them off. They're just like they're stuck to it, glued to it, and they pop off very easily. Um, I would be afraid that the knife would uh, damage the the surface of the uh, of the staghorn fern. They're pretty leathery, but still. So anyway, hopefully uh, that will be of help to Valerie. Uh, I pretty well validated what I had said about the rubbing alcohol. Um, usually, when I use a cotton swab. And I mentioned to her, get a, a heavy-duty one if you can, something that's more than just a Q-tip, something that's made for uh, rubbing. In fact, you could probably put just a little piece of, uh, maybe take a dowel stick, a small dowel stick, and put a, a couple of strips of uh, cloth across it with a rubber band and accomplish the same thing. Don't dip your dowel stick into the alcohol. Put the alcohol in a Dixie cup or something and dip into that instead. You don't want to ruin the whole bottle of Rubbing alcohol. I bet you had figured that part out, huh? All right, phone number. We have two open lines. We're going to go to Paul in South Lake in the next 10 seconds. 888 787 KLIF, 888 787 5543. Call right now, please. Paul in South Lake, this is Neil. Good afternoon and thanks for waiting. How can I help you? Hi, Neil. I'm a first time caller, long time listener, and like your show a lot. Long-time um, waiter. I'm sorry you had to wait so long through that St. Augustine stuff. That that was, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I was joking to my wife about that. We had a good laugh. It's no problem. It's nah. an easy day anyway. It's not, not much going on, so I really appreciate your being here for our question. All right. Uh, the question is, can you tell me the difference between a bush, a shrub, or a tree magnolia? There's a little confusion here. I want to figure that out. I can uh, try, and uh, to me, um, using the term bush and shrub is kind of like talking about dirt and soil. Uh, Horticulturists do not use the word dirt, and most horticulturists don't use the word bush. They use shrub. Uh, So I'll go between shrub and tree if it would be all right. Um, Well, that makes sense to me. (laughs) There are scores and scores of different types of magnolias. In Texas, we normally think of southern magnolia. That's a that's a particular type, magnolia grandiflora. It's the one that has a great big white flowers on it in May, um, and big evergreen leaves. That's that's called southern magnolia. That's the one that you see 
as the state tree of whatever it is, Alabama or Mississippi, uh, the, the great big beautiful uh, leaves and flowers. Um, in the north, there are many types of magnolias. Most of them are deciduous, and they have smaller flowers, but they're equally beautiful. Um, and most of those are shrubs. A lot of them are shrubs. Um, and so you get uh, Magnolia solangiana, which is a saucer magnolia. It's grown here. Uh, it has fly- a lot of people re- mistakenly refer to it as tulip tree. That's a different tree, totally unrelated to magnolias. But uh, the uh, saucer magnolia has flowers that are either white or the most of the ones that people buy have a, a lavender or pinkish lavender blush to them. That's just beautiful. And they are more shrub-like. They have uh, several trunks a lot of times, and they'll have branches clear to the ground. And uh, they don't get yeah. nearly as tall. They may get 15 or 20 feet tall. So it, it's more in the more in the species than it is in how they're grown. Well, the ones that I'm trying to define, uh, they're actually, they have a trunk. It's about four inches in diameter. They've been there, uh, two of them next to my lot line, for since 2014. And okay. they've been topped, which is, you have to understand, I'm not supposed to do. And they've been trimmed to keep them off my uh, house. And they get, they're getting more and more... Uh, uh, spread out and now they're climbing up over and getting on the roof too yep. and which is kind of bad for your roof you don't want to plant scraping on your roof or your siding for that matter if it's stucco but uh the the, the person i'm trying to work with has if they said it's the tree they'd be glad to take them out because they think it's a shrub and are they evergreen the are they evergreen evergreen yes they're evergreen all right they that's probably flowers. Look up Magnolia grandiflora, just G-R-A-N-D-I and then flora, F-L-O-R-A, one word. And if grandiflora. that's what, yeah, Magnolia grandiflora, that's the species name. It'll be lowercase. And if that's what you see when you when you look it up, then that's that's a tree being topped and kept in shrub form, uh, for whatever the reason somebody decided to do. Well, they decided because it was you know, growing into my property is what they were trying to help with that and probably planted the wrong tree to begin with, but That's, they should have put something different in there. Yeah, now, there, to, to be fair, uh, when I probably shouldn't be fair because if it's four inches in diameter, it's a pretty good-sized one already, uh, there are dwarf forms of Magnolia grandiflora. Little Gem, G-E-M, is a dwarf southern magnolia. It gets about 30 feet tall or 35 feet tall. There's one called teddy bear that gets 15 feet tall, but it's not going to be four inches in diameter in that length of time. It, I don't think you'll ever see one four inches in diameter. Uh, teddy bear's been around 20 years, and I don't think I don't think they're two inches in diameter. Um, and, so and is so that teddy bear the tall, skinny, the skinny tree that's kind of compact and, and uh, uh, columnar more or less? No, no, no. Teddy bear is just a little bitty thing. It has it has normal size leaves. The leaves are uh, six or eight inches long and and three inches wide, but the tree is just short. It's just compact, um, and and it's normal proportions. You know, it it's egg shaped, um, whereas southern magnolia is also egg shaped, but it gets sixty to seventy or eighty feet tall. Uh, teddy bear gets one fourth that size. Little Jim gets half that size, but Little Jim has smaller leaves. Uh, I don't think any of those is columnar. They may be trimmed columnar, but once the the pruning is stopped, then they they broaden out. Sure. But if it's evergreen, uh, there's nothing that looks like a Magnolia grandiflora other than Magnolia grandiflora. Yeah, it is evergreen. That's for sure. Yeah. It's evergreen. The flowers are white, and the petals are rather broad. Yeah. Well, not, the other the other thing you'll notice that the center of the flower looks like a little cone. It it will form a cone. Magnolias are are the the missing link that isn't missing between gymnosperms, the cone-bearing plants like pines and and spruces, and the the higher plants, the angiosperms. Uh, it has showy flowers and broad leaves, but it bears its fruit in cones, and you can see the cone in the center of the flower. Well, yeah, and the cone does fall off, doesn't it? It has a little stalk and it's a little cone It does, it does the unless there are seeds in it, and, and then it yeah. will persist and you'll see the red seeds in it. Great. Well, that answers my question very well, and I appreciate right. that All right. from you. 
Well, Thank good luck, and, and thanks for waiting all that time. You're a you're a gentleman. I appreciate you. Uh, that's good for my patience level. Thank you. <laughs> it sure is. Thank you so much. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Okay, Brian is in Dallas. He'll come next with a, a squash question, and you would be right after Brian. So give me a call now, won't you please? 888-787-KLIF, 888-787-5543. And uh, let me see what I need to tell you about right now is Ace. Ace is the place where you find great products. And you know what else you find there? You find helpful hardware, folks. They have local experts who know the right questions to ask and who are there to answer your questions. This is why you go to Ace instead of into the big box stores. First of all, you're greeted when you come in the door. Secondly, they have people who are eager to help you and who are right there willing to help you and people who know their specialties very, very well. Stop by your locally owned North Texas Ace retailer to find a great deal on Ace 50-foot all-season garden hose for $19.99. Save an extra $5 with your Ace Rewards card. Pay only $14.99, a limit of two hoses. If you need a garden hose that stays flexible no matter what the thermometer reads it's designed to stay flexible year-round in all temperatures to eliminate the need for adjustment whether it's hot or cold outside this all-season hose is a medium-duty garden hose perfect for everyday watering tasks like watering the garden watering the lawn and general cleanup with a 5 8 inch inside diameter and strong 300 uh, uh, plus pound per square inch burst strength this water hose delivers just the right amount of water at the right speed for all of your outdoor needs. This is what you want to have in your landscape and garden. Hose armor prevents kinking at all the at the at the water source. Ace stores parts of our neighborhoods, and you can get that great garden hose at uh, only fourteen ninety nine, a limit of two, with your Ace Rewards card. Shop at Ace today. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. Hi, I'm Carrie from Ace Hardware of Richardson at the corner of Coit and Beltline. Each Ace Hardware is independently owned by someone who cares about your community. Who's there to answer your questions? Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. And now, back to Neil. All right, Carrie, thank you very, very much. She is so chipper and uh, what a great store. Let me give you the number once again. Please, let's fill up those lines, won't you? It's uh, 888-787-KLIF, 888-787-5543. This is Brian in Dallas. Brian, this is Neil. Good afternoon. Very good. How are you, Neil? Great. Thank you, sir. I'm vine bores. That's my problem again. Not much fun, huh? Uh, I just lost about seven plants. I've only had in the ground about less than a month, and they're looking great. But I was doing a little cleaning up around the roots, and they're all vine board. Oh. So I had to pull them all up. I know they hadn't started even welding hardly because I, I know what, I've had them before and where they bite the, the vines that you know they're going to die. So I went ahead and pulled them out, and I think about maybe re, reseeding them, and you know they'd be up in a you know, two weeks or so, but I, I don't know what to do about them. I try to cover up the vines. I've tried to do, you know, spray them. I've had people tell put BT in the vines and that slow them down. But I know you're talking about uh, University of Iowa. Somebody was working on a, a something to kind of make them uh, be not so, you know, disastrous on your vine so they bought every vine i've had you know so. yeah they are they are very very bad i did a story on them i think in e-gardens uh yeah okay six four six weeks ago i i don't yeah. know that i have the perfect solution i don't think anybody does um i think planting earlier might help you uh because you're now into the prime time of insect yeah uh, and and so i don't know that replanting now is going to be the best solution um Dusting around the crowns of the plants, probably with uh, with seven dust on the ground and on the crowns would help. Uh, I know that uh, you can get the, the 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 worms out by slitting the stem with a single edge razor blade. That always seemed like bloodletting to me. Like, gosh, what is that about? How much damage does that itself do? But uh, but I see that written up on Texas A and M. I would I would uh, do ag I'd do a Google search of Aggie horticulture uh, squash vine borer, 
and uh, see what you pull up. You may get some things by Dr. Jerry Parsons, and I would also probably just go ahead and put University Squash Vine Borer and see if you get something out of Oklahoma State or Clemson or one of the other uh, major ag colleges and see what you find. Put university and then put. Yeah, I put university as my first word. I want I want it to be from a university first and foremost. I don't want somebody okay, to sure, sure. get in there with a with a homespun remedy of some weird sort that I don't want to read. Don't waste my time. And just put university vine bore problems. Squash. No, I just put. I want as few key words as I can get by with. Sure, university sure. be my first, and then I put squash vine bore control okay and 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 see what you come up with i think you'll find some good uh, matches because it's such a okay. common problem and I, th- okay. I think you'll find some good matches so you say you wrote an article in the weekly deal a few weeks ago i somewhere i somewhere i did a lot of research on it and it seems to oh, me I that i found did, yeah. i don't know if uh it seems to me that somebody went to the trouble of building an enclosure over their squash plants with frames that they you. could easily uh, lay back off to the side uh, that may be what was recommended. I'm sorry. Uh, you heard, I've had people say that keep the frost cloth on them, to, you know, for a good while, or yes, you know, until they get big. And but I've even that, had uh, some vegetables like uh, chard and stuff that grew over a couple of years, and the vines were about you know big, an inch in diameter too, where they had actually attacked it. But anyway. They're horrible. Uh, look, I'll, I'll it seems like they're getting them. worse. Seems like they're getting worse. Well, I know. I seen my neighbor had a big. He had a big vine. I mean, it was probably the deals were three or four foot on them, and he chunked them. Yeah. So yeah, I, you know, but I can't ever get ahead of them. Anyway, well, I'll try to. I'll try to go back and see what I can find. I like I say, I I, I did it once before, and too much going on right yeah. now in my life, and oh, I just don't okay. remember. Yeah. No, yeah. I would. I wouldn't ask you to do that. I know I've talked. No, I don't mind. I need to know. Need to see what need to know, need to know what's current. Appreciate your call very much, Brian. Thank you, sir. All right, we will uh, go to Linda, and I think I'll go ahead and uh, get a break out of the way, and then I'll uh, go to Linda in Fort Worth. If um, you would like to call, love to hear from you. Eight 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 seven eight seven K L I F eight 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 seven eight seven five five four three. I am uh, finishing up the sale price on my fifth printing of Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening. If you want to save the most, if you want a really good deal on the book, I'll be signing tomorrow evening. In fact, this would be a nice chance to get a Father's Day gift. If you're so inclined, I'd like to do that. always marvel at the fact that there are a lot more given for Mother's Day than there are for Father's Day. I think, hey, what's with this? So anyway, but but for whatever the reason, if you just want to get it for yourself, this is your chance. Thirty-two ninety-five for the for the book if you order it right away while I still have copies of the fifth printing available. It will become thirty-eight ninety-five. And so that's how special the deal is uh, while I have supplies li- left. This is a book that covers all aspects of outdoor gardening. For every county in Texas, lawns, landscapes, fruit, flower, and vegetable gardening. 344 pages, 840 of my best photos. It's a hardback printed in San Antonio. I sign every copy as it sells, and I'll have them in the mail by Tuesday or Wednesday of this coming week. So you'll get it very, very quickly. Now, you can buy it two ways. You can buy it either from my office or you can buy it from my website. It's not in stores and it's not on Amazon. I self-published the book so that I could assign each copy as it sells. And I self-published so I could have the editor of my choice and the graphic designer of my choice. And Carolyn Skye and Cindy Smith are fabulous and they helped me put together a, a book that I'm really really happy with 3295 11 chapters 344 pages hardback and so here are the two ways you can order it neilsperry.com or call my office business hours weekdays 800 752 grow 800 752 4769 the better way is to order it right now at N E I L S P E R R Y 
Com. Severe storms in Texas pop up quickly with wind and hail that can damage your roof. Call Wortham Brothers Roofing at 972-562-5788. Schedule your free roof inspection or visit wbroofing.com. They've been in business more than 28 years. Wortham Brothers Roofing provides the highest quality workmanship materials and service. That's Wortham Brothers Roofing. 972-562-5788. WBRoofing.com. Your windows may be getting a little bit dated looking. If you have Venetian blinds, if you have some kind of folding down window treatments that are getting a little bit tattered, a little bit wrinkled looking, maybe it's time for sunburst shutters, plantation-style shutters. They really are the, uh, the, the style that looks the best. And that's what we have at our home. We got them about 11 or 12 years ago, and we are thrilled. I... Uh, got a call from Sunburst Shutters saying, would you ever consider us for advertising? I said, you bet. Let me come take a look. And as soon as I saw them, I said to my wife, this is what we've been looking for. We were ready for a change, and we are so happy. They're made of polywood. It's a man-made material that's warp-proof, crack-proof, waterproof, and termite-proof, easy to clean and environmentally friendly. There is a lifetime warranty. It qualifies as a green product. It's more energy efficient than any other shutter material out there in America today. They're so easy to operate. Like I say, they're plantation style, which means they're big two and a half, three and a half, or four and a half inch louver size. They're awesome. They're called sunburst shutters. They would be happy to bring samples to your home, hold them up in your window, and help you choose the type that is the, the style that is best for your home. They come in white or off-white, and they're color fast. You don't have to paint them. They can be painted if you need to have them painted to match a trim color, but otherwise they just look and feel so great, and they're so easy to clean. We love them. I think I said that. The people are pretty special as well. Sunburst shutters also available in Austin, San Antonio, Houston, and Waco, 214-343-2601. Sunburstshutters.com, 214-343-2601. I'm Hillary from Jabo's Ace Roulette. We're your source of great Traeger products. Count on us for friendly service you can trust. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. And now back to Neil. Thank you, Hillary. So Jabos has expanded to two new locations, so hats off to them. Good for them. And uh, so really happy to have uh, Ace Hardware as a sponsor because they are really on the move, and they're great people. Let's go to uh, Brian in, uh, I'd say we just had Brian. Need to clear that one off. Linda in Fort Worth, if you'd like to call, it's 888-787-5543. Linda, this is Neil. Good afternoon. Oh, hello. Thank you for taking my call. Sure. Um, I have a question uh, about the the choice of some sort of fruit-bearing plant. I have a spot in my backyard in the corner that gets a good bit of sun more than half the day, and I'd like to put something there that produces something edible. So it's right under the power line, the low-hanging power line, I think the cable line or something. So it can't be too tall. So uh, small tree, large bush, I had one idea of a pawpaw. Uh, do you have any suggestions? Something that doesn't require a lot of tending. In other words, it's not fussy. Yeah, pawpaw is not going to grow well in the alkaline soil, alkaline water that we have here. Um, how how high up is that line in feet? You know, I'm not a good judge of distance, but it's it's, I don't know, 10 feet, maybe 15 well, it makes a big difference. Ten feet is not high enough for almost anything. I mean, we're talking uh, blackberries at ten feet, <laughs> which, is, which are <laughs> waist high, chest high. Um, so, um, probably the 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 best. There aren't a lot of fruit crops that that I would be comfortable in recommending if if you're between ten and fifteen feet. That's a uh, very that would be a very short fruit tree. Um, and if if there's power in that line, I don't want you out there trimming around it. So it's the it's the lower line. It's the one that has the cable and all that kind of the the, the electric power line is on the very top. It's way high up, and there's a right. series of of these 
wires that run along the property line between... Well, the the shortest fruit trees that we have, uh, if people prune them properly, would be peaches and plums. Plums are by far easier than peaches. But that Mm -hmm. requires regular pruning according to the recommended technique of pruning. Most people don't prune anywhere near the recommended technique. Your goal is to prune them in the shape of a big cereal bowl where the all the vertical growth is taken off and they, they just grow out and not up so much. Uh, that uh-huh. that would be the shortest fruit tree, and they're very productive. Methley plum, M-E-T-H-L-E-Y, is one of the best fruit crops that we have for our area. And so huh. that would be number one on the list if you like plums and if... If that's if if uh, ten or twelve feet is acceptable, uh, it can be kept at that. Left unpruned, they will grow to fifteen or eighteen feet tall. So mm-hmm. you've got to you've got to promise yourself that you'll you'll be there a while and that you will prune it. The mm-hmm. the other option would be figs. Celeste figs would be uh, certainly capable of staying beneath a fifteen foot power line or a, a cable line. Um, they would they would not be capable of staying beneath ten feet, so you've mm-hmm. got to you've got to measure that pretty carefully. You can do it with a, a piece of PVC pipe. Uh, there are ways you can do it that would not put you at any risk. I'm, mm-hmm. I mean, you could use a piece of wood if you needed to, but you need to measure it and know exactly how how far up it is. Those are your two best, and then like I say, if if you don't have much room at all, then you could always use a an evergreen shrub and put blackberries in a bed somewhere around and get your edible crop that way. Okay. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for the call. I appreciate that. Since 1983, the experts at WhizQ Stone have been leaders here in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex, turning landscaping dreams into reality. These are great people. 22 acres of great stone. Beautiful stone, all kinds of stone, everything you could possibly want for building and landscaping projects. They have river rock for decorative uh, uh, use. Maybe you want to do a dry stream bed or maybe you want to use it as an edging for a bed. They have decorative gravel. They have uh, uh, decomposed granite. Then you can go all the way to boulders and and retaining wall stone and uh, patio stone. They have it all. Everything you could possibly want. It's like a, a toy store for a landscaper to go into Whiskey Stone. Nice people. It's a father-son team, Mike and Derek Wisnand, and uh, you will find them to be really engaging and, and real leaders in their industry. In fact, they are very active in the Texas Nursery and Landscape Association. That's why so many professional landscapers buy their stone at WhizQ Stone because they realize they're dealing with real pros. And uh, you can also know that if you need help with landscape contracting, they can refer you to the very best. They're open Monday through Saturday, closed on Sundays at 4501 East Loop 820 South in Southeast Fort Worth. Now, they deliver anywhere you can hear me. It's a destination place to go. You'll love it, and they'll help you uh, plan your, your stone project. That's at 4501 East Loop 820 South in Southeast Fort Worth, 817-429-0822. WhizQ Stone, 817-429-0822. W-H-I-Z hyphen Q dot com. It's WizQ Stone. This is the Ben Shapiro Show. Joe Biden seems to have no idea what to do on any of this. And so what you end up with is elevated prices at the pump for you, a strengthened China, you end up with high inflation rates, and you end up with a shrinking economy in the long run. Because, again, who's going to invest into an economy that is this confused and confusing? I'm Ben Shapiro. Join me from 2 to 4 p.m. right here on Real News and Information 570 KLIF. Thank you, sir. Let me tell you about Neil Sperry's eGardens, my free electronic newsletter. One of the stories always in eGardens every week is gardening this weekend. And that's uh, where I tell you the things that are most important that you get done in the ensuing three or four days. So I can give you a, an update of, of the critical things uh, that are, are coming around the corner. 
things that need to be planted and pruned and fertilized and protected. Uh, another thing you'll always find is a featured plant of the week, something that's very current that I'll put in eGardens each week. You'll always find uh, a couple of other stories of general interest, and you'll always find my Q&A section where I answer your questions. All of that and so much more at Neil Sperry's eGardens. Take a look at it. You can see a sample, which is the, the latest issue of Neil Sperry's eGardens at my website. That's where you go to sign up for it. It's free and always will be. I'll never give or sell your email address to anybody, nor will I ever spam you. You'll just get eGardens. Simple as that. And you can always unsubscribe at any time. That's Neil Sperry's eGardens at neilsperry.com. N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. That's where you can also buy my book, but you can click on that eGardens tab and look at it and also sign up for it at neilsperry.com. It's time now for a little bitty garden tip. I think you'll find it useful. Pentas are a mainstay of my summertime garden. They actually do best when they're given sun until early to mid-afternoon, a little bit of shade, the balance of the day. You'll find red, white, and lavender plants, but pink types are the most refreshing in my landscape anyway. Grow them in the ground, grow them in pots. They're terrific either way, and the butterflies think so as well. Pentas, always in the plural, P-E-N-T-A-S. We have some wonderful hybrid types now. New Blue Wonder Fanflower, Scavola, is a comparative newcomer. It's an Australian flower that made its way to Texas in the early 1990s. It's a trailing plant that produces lovely blue flowers all summer and fall. You can plant it in the bed. You can use it in hanging baskets. Keep it moist and well-nourished, and it will take charge from there. New Blue Wonder Fanflower, and there are other fanflowers out there as well. It's just a beautiful color for the summertime. I have more gardening tips for you each Thursday evening in eGardens, my free weekly electronic newsletter. Sign up at neilsperry.com. I'll tell you where you can go to get those things. Why don't you go to Callaway's Nursery? Callaways.com is their website. Great place to shop. Callaway's Nursery is the place to find spectacular crepe myrtles for your landscape. Crepe myrtles are loved in Texas for so many reasons, even named the Texas State Shrub in 1997. Crepe myrtles have done so much to encourage tourism in North Texas, so just imagine how much you and your neighbors will admire them. Many consider them to be the most beautiful branching, flowering tree in the world. The clusters of crinkled crepe myrtle, uh, uh, crepe papered flowers come in white or shades of pink, red, lavender, and purple. Their blooms can last for many months. They just keep producing more flowers now through September. The leaves can even put on quite a show in the fall as they turn orange or red. They're prized for their hardiness in our area, and they're adaptable to many kinds of soil, which means they grow effortlessly and quickly. Colorama. Scarlet crepe myrtles will be a centerpiece of your yard with its unbeatable scarlet blooms that come to life against its deep green foliage. For more inspiration, visit your local Callaways now. You can make your selection with confidence because everything in the store is backed by their 100% satisfaction guarantee. Their friendly Texas certified nursery professionals are there to help you and to answer your questions. Shop at any of their community stores, including their new store in Prosper. Order online at Callaways.com. Take advantage of their convenient curbside pickup or delivery. They're open seven days a week. That's Callaways Nursery. Life lived beautifully. They're wonderful. Great people. Great stores. Callaways. Hey, it's Amy Shadra from Real News and Information in the Morning. Monday on the show, we'll get you up to date on all the news you may have missed over the weekend. In the meantime, listen to our podcast at KLIF.com. We'll see you dark and early Monday morning, 5 to 9 a.m. on 570 KLIF. Thank you, Amy. My website is neilsperry.com. That's where you buy my book. I didn't put it in stores. I put it on my website instead because I can save you a lot more money that way. Uh, that's at Neil Sperry, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. It's also at neilsperry.com where you sign up for my newsletter, eGardens. It's also where you see my 1001 archived questions, my frequently asked questions, and a whole lot more. You'll find information archived there on Rose Rosette Virus and on Crepe Myrtle Bark Scale and a lot of other great information. 
All of that at neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. I'm Scott from Lakewood Ace Hardware in Dallas. When you need reliable, localized help for those gardening products, come to us. We're the helpful hardware folks. And now, back to Neil. Thank you, Scott, very, very much. The uh, phone number, if you'd like to call, I have time for another call. If you call now, we have Kim and Crossroads, and then it would be you at 888-787-KLIF, 888-787-5543. And we go to Kim now in Crossroads. This is Neil. Good afternoon. Hi, Neil. Hi there. I have just had a large fire pit poured in the backyard, concrete. It's about 18 feet wide, so it's quite large. And there is a gentle slope in the grass right behind this fire pit that goes up towards the back of my my property. I want to plant a beautiful backdrop behind that fire pit. I want to be able to look across the fire pit, the Adirondack chairs around it, and see some beautiful plantings back there. So I'm looking for something that's going to grow somewhat tall. And my first thought was ornamental grasses. And then I got your (laughs) <laughs> oh man i'm, I'm gonna put those to the side i've always loved turk's cap but it's a full sun area there's literally no shade at all and i Fine. understand that maybe it would do okay but not great wondering what i should start looking at now i would like to i'm okay with either doing one single variety of something all the way across the back which will be about 12 feet by three feet or putting a variety of different things in there but i do want it to have some height because i want it to be like a showpiece back there what What is behind it you have three feet of width but what's behind that well i've got another 20 feet of grassy yard and then a fence past that all right and let me get my perspective so you're looking uphill behind it it's a very gentle slope. All right. um, and how high are you? If you're talking about ornamental grasses, you were thinking about planting mm-hmm. something that would be three or four feet tall? Yes. All right. Uh, remember that all the ornamental grasses die to the ground in the winter, except for pampas grass, which would be a horrible mistake because it's huge. Yeah. So uh, so they wouldn't have worked anyway. Um the uh, she's referring to a story I did with I've I've wanted to write that story for five years I never had the courage I finally said to my wife all right I'm I'm finally going to do it I just I'm tired of ornamental grasses I mean I can say these things now because I've put it out in public and um, I got a haircut two days ago and I took that photo of of the really pretty Mexican feather grass so all right maybe this will soften it so it. And I stuck that in at the last, about about 20 minutes before we sent that out. And maybe this will keep them from just, you know, letting all the air out of my tires. And, and But I just, it, they look so bad so much of the year. Um, what I, I think you'd be happier having the same plant as your anchor across it. And is okay. there a reason, now the, the pit itself is three feet wide. And then, so you're planting behind that, and your planting isn't three feet wide. It's whatever width we need, correct? Sorry, I didn't explain it well. So the width of the concrete fire pit area that you sit on is 18 feet wide. There's a small three-foot pit in the middle where you put the firewood. But around the curve of the back of it, which is going to be 12 feet by three feet, is my planting area that I want to put. All right, so you have a you have a three foot wide area to plant, but you want something four feet tall, and that's going to anything four feet tall is going to flop over, probably unless it's almost uh, upright columnar. Mm-hmm. So you need to be prepared for that. Um, okay. Um, man, it sure would help to see the rest of the landscape behind it. What what is behind it when you go back? You said 20 feet, 25 feet. Mm-hmm. Is, is there a fence back there? Is there a... Yes, there's All a right. fence. This is a new build. It's a new house. So literally the backyard was a blank canvas of fresh grass. Okay. 
All right. And, and then what's behind so, the fence? Is it the neighborhood or is it a yes, empty field? Yes, it's someone field? else's backyard. Mm-hmm. All right. And do you have any shrubs against your fence now? No, nothing. Just grass. Just grass growing up to the fence. All right. Um, you know, I would I would probably try to stage this in a way that you have uh, that be part of your backdrop as well. And that would allow you then. I, I'm I'm not happy with my ability to answer without seeing it, but I would probably let a shrub planting that gives you some privacy on your fence or some uh, something back there also be part of the backdrop to your fire pit. Uh, it and you know me, I'm going to have hollies back there somewhere, and it might be some really pretty maybe three tree form Nellie or Stevens hollies, or it might be, I don't know what it would be, but it'd be something that would, would bring the eye across the fire pit back there. And then I would use, um, I'd probably somewhere in the fire pit, I might work um, in, in that planter. I might use some kind of decorative, very pretty decorative pots, maybe five of them, uh, where I would have the same colorful plant in full sun uh, planted for all season color in in the in the warm months, that could be okay. the uh, that could be the uh, fan flower that I had in my garden tip earlier uh, in the in the warm months, and then pansies in the winter time, or something of that sort with a really pretty evergreen ground cover. the The height of the pots could be uh, taking up some of that uh, uh, four feet that you want. It wouldn't be a four foot high pot, but there could be something like that. It could be a, a low shrub. It could be uh, dwarf Burford holly. Uh, they could be trained in that size configuration, but I think you need something that goes left to right. I don't think you want a mix mm-hmm. of perennials or anything like that. Okay. Right. Yeah. I, I would, I would let, I would let a really creative designer work with you on it and uh, and sketch some plans but i think you need to look at the whole yard together not okay. just that one area and then forget the back i don't think you'd do it that way i better run i, I need to get Thank to my break and get my my pastor on here for our bird feature too or i'll be out of time but that's what i would do i think i hope it helps kim it sounds beautiful folks i need to tell you about my book and i'll do a short version of it so we can get to our pastor um, cause he has a, a really nice uh, feature on, on birds that we need to talk about. Uh, I want to tell you about my book and it's only thirty two ninety five. That's the most important thing for you to hear. Uh, 344 pages, 840 photographs, a hardback. You will not find many hardbacks selling for thirty two ninety five anymore. And especially that have that many photographs and that have that much information. Uh, you will not get me to work a year for $32.95, but I did. In this case, you get a year of my time for that amount of money. It covers uh, Chapter 1's Basics of Gardening. Chapter 2 is that 48-page perpetual calendar of when to plant, prune, fertilize, and spray in your landscape and garden every month, four pages per month of when to do things. And then Chapters 3 through 11 cover trees, shrubs, vines, ground covers, annuals, perennials, lawns, fruit, and vegetables in great detail. Great detail. book is not in stores. It's not on Amazon. There are two ways you can buy it, and then I'll sign it as soon as you buy it and get it right to you. The two ways are by calling my office Monday through Friday, 800-752-GROW, G-R-O-W, 800-752-4769. The better way is to order it right now. Great Father's Day gift right now at neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L. S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. For more than 20 years, I've told you about Advanced Foundation Repair, leaders in the foundation repair industry. They hold the patents. They led the way. First with a warranty that's transferable owner to owner for the lifetime of the house. Don't let expanding and contracting clay soils tear up your foundation and ruin your house. Call for their free home inspection. Advanced Foundation Repair. 214-333-0003. It's foundationrepairs.com. Thank you, kind sir. Let me tell you about Mueller right now. When people think about Mueller, M-U-E-L-L-E-R, I hope they think about how to spell it, they think about quality steel buildings and durable metal roofing. 
But that name Mueller means so much more. It means you'll have a product manufactured by Mueller, including in-house engineers, to help design the building of your dreams. It means you'll have a company in business for 90 years standing behind your warranty. And it also means you get tons of added value. That includes roofing site visits, forklift delivery, and a Mueller assurance team that's ready to help you along the way. And Mueller is on the cutting edge designing and maintaining new products like their greenhouses and standing seam roofing panels. To find out more about Mueller products, go to MuellerInc.com. Give them a call at 877-2-MUELLER. That's 877-268-3553. Or stop by one of their 33 locations. That's Mueller. Mueller means more. MuellerInc.com. I'm Rachel from Main Street Ace Hardware Ennis. Each Ace is independently owned by someone who cares about your community. Someone who's there to answer your questions. Ace is a place with the helpful hardware folks. And now, back to Neil. Sure is. Ace is the place. I hope you'll let them know that you appreciate their sponsorship of my program. Right now, I appreciate our pastor who joins uh, joins me right now, Pastor Tommy Brummett of the First United Methodist Church of downtown McKinney, 315 North Church Street in downtown McKinney. So far, I'm doing great. Don't remember the phone number, but it's uh, 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 sharingtheheart.org is the website. How'd I do, Pastor? Neil, as always, just wonderfully. Amazing. Not always. <laughs> so, anyway, well, I want you to tell folks what your uh, sermon topic is for tomorrow. So tomorrow is Pentecost Sunday. We celebrate the outpouring of God's Spirit and the birth of the church. And so we're going to gather together and, and give thanks to God who is always with us, always has been, always will be. Well, we're looking forward to that, and we will see you tomorrow morning. We uh, joined at the church uh, on Memorial Day. One of our church members, Paul Stevens, uh, is a wonderful trumpeter, and we joined at 3 o'clock the uh, uh, big call nationwide for playing of taps at 3 o'clock, and Paul did a beautiful job. Take two was even better than take one, wasn't it, Tommy? It was. It was. He was. We were part of Taps Across America, and just as he started at 3 o'clock, all the bells went off in the church. So, <laughs> it was we, pretty amazing. What we get for playing right at the base of the bell tower. <laughs> That's right. That's right. But it was, it was just beautiful. It was a gorgeous, beautiful way to honor uh, those who have given all and remember yes, uh, that sacrifice blesses. Yes, absolutely. Tommy and I have been visiting about water in the landscape and the importance of it to our birds. Tommy is a very avid bird watcher and bird uh, 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 spokesperson on behalf of birds, wild birds in the United States and elsewhere. And and uh, what are some things that homeowners can do, Tommy, to, to help birds in the hot months that are starting up about, about tomorrow, I think? Yeah, no kidding, no kidding. You know, listen, birds are, are living creatures, and like all living creatures, they need uh, they need a few things, and, and we creatures that live on the land, we need some food, we need some shelter, and we need some water. And you can provide water for birds in your backyard, and it will attract birds, and it will bless them through the hot summer months. I have uh, a couple of different bird baths in, in my backyard. Uh, some are elevated and some are ground level, um, and I always make sure to, to clean the bird bass clean out the water every every few days. Just make sure it's it's good, fresh, clean water. And and if you uh, if you have standing water, you can get little agitators to go in there, and that will keep um, mosquitoes from laying their eggs in water. Uh, that's a good thing to remember here in Texas. Wild Birds Unlimited has a thing. I don't know if they have them. I haven't looked this year for them, but they look like a little mushroom, and they're battery operated. The battery is submersible and. And they just paddle that water all around, and they that's do exactly job. exactly what I have in my bird in my bird bath, Neil, and and it, and it keeps the water moving, which is good. And uh, check on it; those batteries last a long time. And just sure make do. sure you go out and and have fresh, clean water, and you will have birds come to visit, and you will be blessed. 
the birds love that, and and uh, as Tommy said, you you need to keep the the mess out of the water, but you also need to keep the mosquitoes out. So, the birds need that water, and if you if you have a sprinkler system that runs once in a while, you'll be amazed at how the birds will flock to that. So, oh and, yeah, and your yes, your plants will. will be grateful too. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, yeah, we you know we we all live and we're all connected in life, and we we take care of each other and. And as we take care of each other, we all thrive and grow stronger. And that goes for the little birds. That goes for our, our human family as well. Tommy, we have we were uh, via text uh, uh, conversing about the uh, little Carolina wren that is nesting currently on our front porch. I had a, a Kleenex box that somebody had given me uh, with a few caladium bulbs, tubers in it. And before I got the caladiums planted, they're still in there. And so is the little Carolina wren with her eggs and her baby. Now, I think only one of the eggs hatched. We can't tell for sure. I don't want to pry around too much. But uh, there she sits, and she has a. I, we see one baby. They're really naked when they're born, when they hatch, I mean. And uh, it seems late in a season. I don't know if they normally have their their little fledglings at this point, but... She is really busy, and she's still bringing stuff into that nest as if she's going to just go right on to the next generation. And listen, I saw a Carolina wren on my porch swing yesterday uh, with a piece of straw about three times as long as she was, and uh, uh, she was heading back to her nest, and that's, this is the time they are they – are, they are amazing little nest builders and if you stand still too long they will uh they will try to build the nest <laughs> we had a car parked out at, at uh, my father-in-law's farm it was parked for a little while and we had to keep moving it because the wren kept wanting to build the nest in the wheel well and yeah oh, they are they it. are fun to watch they're exciting enthusiastic energetic and and just have they're just melodious little birds carolina wrens they're they're ones to make sure your children and grandchildren can they are pretty and perky and just wonderful little birds uh tommy uh put me on to uh uh, onto a uh uh, an app called merlin m-e-r-l-i-n that will listen to the birds in your neighborhood and identify them instantly within three or four seconds of hearing the song you enter into it where you live and what part of America you live in, and so it knows what it's listening for. And it is a spectacular app. Tommy, I don't remember if I paid anything for it or not. It's out of uh, Cornell University and and the Audubon people up there. But I I just got to commend you for suggesting that because that is just fabulous. It was was suggested by a church member friend who listens to you on the radio and heard us talking about this a few weeks ago. and uh, yes, the the one I downloaded is is there is no fee, uh, and it is so fun and easy easy to use and and helps you learn to be to identify birds by their call, and that's 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 a, a marvelous skill. Uh, yeah, one folks, that I'm still do working it. On. Whatever you do, mm-hmm. do that one. Your kids will mm-hmm. love it, and it is amazing. It picks up things that are in the far distance along with the one, and it records them so you can play them back and say, yep, that's the one, the various right. types of woodpeckers and others. Guess I'm out of time, Tommy. We're going to have to resume tomorrow. No, I can't talk to you tomorrow. You'll be doing the talking. <laughs> First United Meth- Sounds like we're being played off stage. God I think so. Know. It's time to dance <laughs> off the stage. That's First United Methodist Church, downtown McKinney, sharing theheart.org. Thank you, Tommy Brummett, Pastor Tommy. Folks, thanks for listening. Until next week, happy gardening.